Welcome to Zikhu Dafsi Mani Member by Ram Golder and Thim Rasekas Baba Kama Daf Chavdod. The second pair, Kate said a record. So the three types are going to focus on them. When Ramir explains why he holds a mood, can be established from three incidents of damage in a single day. If its space is goring over multiple days, its owner is chai for full damages. Then if it gored three times close together on one day, is it not certain he should pay full damages? The Gemara objects that the law of a Zava disproves the logic of the Gav Homer because if the woman experienced three discharges on separate days, she becomes a full Zava. But if they were on a single day, she does not become a full Zava. The Gemara answers the Pasuk says, This shall be his Tuma when he discharges, teaching Tal The Torah made the male Zav dependent on discharges, even three on one day. And the female Zava on days. The Gemara further analyzes the Drasha. Pointing to the Gemara as Shoshi Yamin to Katani are the three days the Ryuda mentions Liyude Sora or Liyude Gavra in order to make the ox a mood or to make the owner a mood. Are the three incidents to establish the animal's tendency to gore or to warn the owner multiple times before paying in full? Enough Kamina is where three sets of witnesses testified on a single day about the animal damaging on three separate days. A Bryce is quoted which teaches that if three sets of witnesses testify about three incidents of the animal damaging, there are three testimonies, and if one is discredited, the others still stand. Then But are one testimony regarding the Hazama penalty. Since all three sets were needed to establish the Mu'ad, an individual pair found to be Zomim would not pay for the additional half damages the owner was required to pay for the third incident as a supposed Mu'ad because Zomim only pay when all relevant witnesses are found Zomim. If all three sets are found Zomim, they would jointly pay the additional half damages. Thumar asks, if the three days are needed to establish the owner of Mu'ad and perforce the witnesses came on separate days, the first pair can claim they did not know the other witnesses would testify to further incidents in the coming days and did not intend to make the owner pay full damages. And pointing with you, the Gemara asks, One who incites someone's dog against another person, what is the halacha? The insider is definitely exempt because he caused the damage indirectly, but is the dog owner's liable? Can he say, What did I do to the victim since the dog's attack was instigated by another person? Or do we say to him, Since you know your dog is susceptible to being incited, you should not have retained it? Two proofs are offered and deflected. Rava comments that even if the dog's owner is liable in the above case, she saw who but if one incited it against himself, the owner is exempt. This is because of the principle of Mishana, anyone who acts irregularly, and someone else comes and acts irregularly against him, the second party is exempt. Still, Rava disagrees with Rish Lakish, who applied this principle when an animal is squatting in Rishus of Rabim and another animal kicked it, because Rava holds we say, for what do you have a right? To walk on me. But to kick me, you have no right. So once again, the three points are, number one, Ramir explains why he holds a mood can be established from the three incidents of damage in a single day. If its space is going over multiple days, its owner is high for full damages. Then if it gored three times close together on one day, is it not certain he should pay full damages? The Gemara objects that the law of a Zava disproves the logic of the Gav Homer because if the woman experienced three discharges on separate days, she becomes a full Zava. But if they were on a single day, she does not become a full Zava. The Gemara answers that the Pasuk says, This shall be his Tuma when he discharges, teaching Tal Kasav as Hazab The Torah made the male Zav dependent on discharges, 
even three on one day. And the female zava on days. The Gemara further analyzes the drasha, pointing to the Gemara as shoshi yamin de katani. Are the three days that Yehuda mentions leyude sor or leyude gavra in order to make the ox a mood or to make the owner a mood? Are the three incidents to establish the animal's tendency to gore or to warn the owner multiple times before paying in full? Enough kamina is where three sets of witnesses testified on a single day about the animal damaging on three separate days. A price is quoted which teaches that if three sets of witnesses testify about three incidents of the animal damaging, there are three testimonies, and if one is discredited, the others still stand. But are one testimony regarding the Hazama penalty. Since all three sets were needed to establish the Mu'ad, an individual pair found to be Zomi would not pay for the additional half damages the owner was required to pay for the third incident as a supposed Mu'ad because Zomi would only pay when all relevant witnesses are found Zomi. If all three sets are found Zomi, they would jointly pay the additional half damages. The asks, if the three days are needed to establish the owner of Mu'ad and perforce the witnesses came on separate days, the first pair can claim they did not know the other witnesses would testify to further incidents in the coming days and did not intend to make the owner pay full damages. And pointing with you, the Gemara asks, One who incites someone's dog against another person, what is the halacha? The insider is definitely exempt because he caused the damage indirectly, but is the dog owner's liable? Can he say, What did I do to the victim since the dog's attack was instigated by another person? Or do we say to him, Since you know your dog is susceptible to being incited, you should not have retained it? Two proofs are offered and deflected. Reva comments that even if the dog's owner is liable in the above case, she saw who if one incited it against himself, the owner is exempt. This is because of the principle called Mishana, anyone who acts irregularly, and someone else comes and acts irregularly against him, the second party is exempt. Still, Rava disagrees with Reish Lakish, who applied this principle when an animal was squatting in Ushusa Rabim and another animal kicked it, because Rava holds we say, for what do you have a right? To walk on me. But to kick me, you have no right. All right, so now we go to Simadav Chavdal, and her standard simon is a pitcher, a cud, a pitcher. So here goes. The pitcher maker, who was furious when the fierce bull attacked his three pitchers once on the same day, was unsuccessful in trying to prove from the attacks that Liyude Sora and not Liyude Gavra, because he was found inciting someone's dog against another. Once again, slow motion. The pitcher maker, pitcher, that must be Simadav Chavdal, cud. The pitcher maker who was furious when the fierce bull attacked his three pitchers once on the same day, which reminds us, Ramir explains why he holds a mood can be established from three incidents of damage in a single day. If its space is goring over multiple days, its owner is liable for full damages. Then if it gored three times close together on one day, is it not certain he should pay full damages? So the pitcher maker was furious when the fierce bull attacked his three pitchers once on the same day, was unsuccessful in trying to prove from the attacks that Luyude Sore and not Luyude Gavra, which reminds us, the Gemara asks, Shoshi Yamita Katani, on the three days, the Rebuda mentions Luyude Sora or Luyude Gavra in order to make the ox a mood or to make the owner a mood. Are the three incidents to establish an animal's tendency to gore or to warn the owner multiple times before paying in full? Enough Kaminas where three sets of witnesses testified on a single day about the animal damaging on three separate days. So, the pitcher maker who was furious when the fierce bull attacked his three pitchers once on the same day was unsuccessful in trying to prove from the attacks that Lide Sore and not Lide Gavra because he was found inciting someone's dog 
against another. Which reminds us, Gemara asks, One who incites someone's dog against another person, what is the halacha? The insider is definitely exempt because he caused the damage indirectly, but is a dog's owner liable? Can he say, what did I do to the victim since the dog's attack was instigated by another person? Or do we say to him, since you know that your dog is susceptible to being incited, you should not have retained it. So once again, the pitcher maker who was furious when the fierce bull attacked his three pitchers once on the same day was unsuccessful in trying to prove in the attacks that Luide Sora and not Luide Gavra because he was found inciting someone's dog against another. All right, so now it's time for Four Blah Blah Chazar. Dav Chaf. So this one, Dav Chaf, is a cafe. So here goes. The two people arguing in the Shane Cafe, cafe, that must be more on Dav Chaf. The two people arguing in the Shane Cafe whether Hana is paid according to Deme Amir or Deme Saorin Bezol, which reminds us the Mishnah taught that for Shane damages in Rishus of Rabim, one pays for Hana, the animal derived. Amarim dispute the amount paid. Rabba says Deme Amir, he only pays the value of the straw for the amount eaten, even if the animal ate relatively expensive barley because the owner can say he would have fed the animal straw and only benefited that amount. Rabba says Deme Saorin Bezol, he pays the value of barley when it's inexpensive. So the two people arguing in the Shane Cafe whether Hana is paid according to Deme Amir, or woke up a guy next door in the cafe's courtyard who had been sleeping there without the owner's knowledge, which reminds us, Rav Chisra related to Rami Barakama a discussion, which he had missed. Hadar Chaver if one lives in his friend's yard without his knowledge, does he have to pay him rent or not? The more it clarifies the case, with a yard which is not for rent, but a person who usually rents. It's therefore a case of this one benefits, and this other one does not lose. Can the one living there say, what loss have I caused you by staying there, since he doesn't rent it out anyway? Or can the owner say to him, you have benefited staying in my yard, since he would have had to rent another residence? So the two people arguing in the Shane Cafe whether Hana is paid, according to Deme Amir or Deme Soorim Bazol, woke up a guy next door in the cafe's courtyard who had been sleeping there without the owner's knowledge, who was informed by a waiter that the stone he had been sleeping under was Hektish, which reminds us, a mission teaches that if one takes a stone or a beam from Hektish and builds it into his house, he doesn't commit me'ila until he dwells under it a pruta's worth of dwelling. Dabchafalv, so the symbol Dabchafalv is a car because Bostonians pronounce car, ka. So here goes. The terrified demon who drove off in his sports car, ka. That must be one of The terrified demon who drove off in his sports car when he realized the house was in fact inhabited by an unknown resident, which reminds us, Rav Sahora said in the name of Rav Huna, quoting Rav, that one who lives in his friend's yard without his knowledge does not have to pay rent because of the Pasuk which says, Ushia yukashar, and through desolation the gate is broken, meaning an uninhabited house is destroyed by demons. The one residing there thus has benefited the owner by inhabiting it, keeping away these demons. So the terrified demon who drove off in a sports car when he realized the house was in fact inhabited by an unknown resident... Passed by the cow turning its head to the side of the street to eat food, which reminds us the Mishnah Dav Yutesam based taught that if an animal ate from the sides of the street, it is liable and not considered damage in Rishus Rabim. Rav says, Ubemachazeris, this is even where it turns its head to reach the food on the side of the street. For although an animal may be brought to Rishus Rabim, the damage took place where people commonly leave produce, since animals do not usually turn their heads there. Shmuel says, Afil Machazeris Nami Pater, even where it turns its head to reach the produce, he's exempt from pain because it's considered ordinary shame in Ushur Sarabim. So the terrified demon who drove off in a sports car when he realized the house was in fact inhabited by an unknown resident passed by the cow turning its head to the side of the street to eat food as the dog jumping off the roof onto pots and pans watched him. Go by, which reminds us. The next mission states, If a dog or kid jumped from the top of a roof, 
and broke utensils when landing, the owner pays full damages because they're moved to jump and it's a told of regal. The Gemara infers that he only pays if they jump from the roof, but if they had fallen from the roof and broken the kailin, he would be exempt because this was not expected. So the similar Dav Chabes is a cab. So here goes. The cab driver, cab driver, that must be more Dav Chabes, cab. The cab driver racing through flying arrows of fire, which reminds us, the Gemara brings the Malchokas, Rabbi Yochanan and Rishlakish, whether Isho Mishum Chitzav, fire is considered one's arrows, meaning one's force, or if Isho Mishum Mimono, fire is considered one's property. So, the cab driver racing through flying arrows of fire, as he tried to save an evid standing next to a goat, tied up to a heap of grain, on fire, which reminds us, one who sets fire to a heap of grain, and there's a goat bound to it and a slave near it, and they were all burned, the person must pay for the grain and goat, for although the slave died from the fire, and one cannot be liable for murder and monetary damages from the same act, he's not responsible for the slave's death, who could have run away. If the slave was bound and the goat was not, he's exempt from payment because he's responsible for killing the slave, which carries the death penalty. So the cab driver racing through flying arrows of fire, as he tried to save an evid standing next to a goat, tied up to a heap of grain, on fire, notice an adult nearby who just handed a coal and a flame to a cherish, which reminds us, the Gemara brings a Mishnah, one who sets a fire through a deaf mute, an insane person or a minor, meaning he handed them a fire and a damage, is exempt from paying Medine Adam in the laws of man, meaning Basin does not force him to pay, but is high Medine Shemaim, he's morally obligated to pay. The Gemara would distinguish a case with coal versus a case with a flame. Daf Chav so the similar Daf Chav is Kugelach. So here goes. When the fire-loving Kugelach champ, Kugelach, that must be more on Daf Chav When the fire-loving Kugelach champ tried playing Kugelach while holding a fiery arrow with a fiery coin on its point, which reminds Rabbi Yochan holds that besides fire being considered one's Koach, his force, he also holds one as responsible for it as his mamun, his property. So when the fire-loving Kugelach champ tried playing Kugelach while holding a fiery arrow with a fiery coin on its point, his pieces went flying and hit the mouth of a cow eating grass off an Isaac's property, which reminds us, the Mishan Duff Chaf Alf Ambeis taught that a dog which ate someone's biscuit, its owner is responsible. The Gemara explains that it was eaten on the damaged party's property, thus qualifying as Ubir Besteacher, and it consumes in the field of another. The Gemara says that this resolves the following inquiry, that Pipar Kachatsa Nizik Dami or Kachatsa Mazik Dami is the mouth of a cow inside the damaged party's property considered the damaged party's yard, so the owner is liable, or the damager's yard, and the owner is not responsible. This mission proves it's considered the damaged party's yard, because if it's considered the dog owner's yard, he could say, what's your bread doing in my dog's mouth? So when the fire-loving Kugelach champ tried playing Kugelach while holding a fiery arrow with a fiery coin on its point, his pieces went flying and hit the mouth of a cow eating grass off a Nizak's property, which had bitten three people on three different days, which reminds Gmur brings Malchokas, Rabbi Yehud and Rabbi Meir regarding what makes an animal muad and how does it revert to being a tam. All right, so now it's time to conclude the pop quiz of 10 questions. Number one, which of the when Rabbi Yochanan holds that one is high for Aish as one's koach and mamon, that's on Dav? Chav Gimel. Good number two. Which stuff do we discuss if one is high for giving a cherish coal or fire, which then damages? That's on Dav. Chabez. Good number three. Which of the when Rabbi Meir's Chav on why an animal should become a muad if it damages three times on the same day? That's on Dav. Chav Good number four. Which of the when the one who built Hektish into his house is only mall once he sleeps under it the value of a Shalva Pruta? That's on Dav. 
Chav. Good number five. Which stuff do you have a question whether the three days where Yudah mentions is Yudah Sora or Yudah Gavra in order to make the ox a mood or to make the owner a mood? That's on Duff. Good number six. Which stuff through the case of one setting a heap of grain on fire that killed a goat that was tied to it, as well as an evid that was nearby? That's on Duff. Good number seven. Which stuff through the question of the mouth of a cow is considered Rishus and Nizak, Rishus and Mazik? That's on Duff. Good number eight. Which stuff do we machus from Yochan and Rishlakish, whether Isho Mishum Chitzav or Mamono, whether fire is one's arrows, meaning it's force, or it's considered its property? That's on Duff. Good number nine. Which stuff do we machus regarding how to evaluate Hanah? Is it Demei Amir or Demei Saorim Bazol? That's on Duff. Good. And number 10, which stuff do we discuss what the halacha is when someone incites someone else's dog against another? That's on Dav. Excellent. That concludes today's shir. This is everybody. Ram Goldhar from Zichu. Wishing you a great day and great learning.